Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the seat of the cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams. I tell you, I tell you, it's a fucking weird old life, isn't it? In the mood for sharing. I am in the mood for sharing. This don't happen often, so actually it does. Probably happens far more than, than you know, I'm usually prepared to admit. Um, five years ago, five years ago, see this, this, this conversation is going to come from a, um, is going to come from a, I'm sorry perspective. Um, oh, and, and and by the way, this has absolutely nothing to do with um, with the current circumstances in my surrounding my my emotional upheaval. Uh, I used to be a groom. I used to I used to I used to work in Holland, and I worked for I, I worked for the Stahl Eisermann in uh, in Viet in uh, province Limburg, and. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. I went there to groom sport horses for Eve Haldakas, a renowned, um, a renowned sports horse trainer. And uh, you'll have to excuse me for a moment. I just need to see what this young man wants. Hello. Is that it? Are you up to the pump now? Yeah, then that's it. That's it. Yeah, you tip that one up there. That's good. Yeah, that one and that one last one's and finished. Yeah. Lovely cheers. Oh, bless him! What a lovely little fella. Yeah. So anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I was grooming sport horses for uh, for Eve Haltakers. And oh, I fucking loved it. Oh, I did. I fucking loved it. Clipping horses, exercising them, lunging them, walking, and of course, I used to do the ponies for for Philippe, young Philippe. And <sighs> I, I, I got so close to them as a as a family because, of course, I, I worked for them. I, you know, I was. I was a, an instrumental part in making the ponies ready and doing everything for them. And uh, it was, I loved, I loved working for them. But Joe always wanted to come home. Oh, I'm homesick, oh, I'm homesick. Homesick for what? We had nothing here, we had no ties. We'd been away for essentially eight years in 2016, but the migrant crisis and this and that, and, you know, it was changing in Ireland. And it just seemed like a good time to come home because it was then, then or never almost as it seemed. I always wanted to go further east if ever we left there. I always wanted to go further east, Poland or Russia, Ukraine. I had a sense of adventure. But 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit now about something I feel guilty for, and I do feel guilty. Um, they probably don't understand why I broke contact. Um, I stopped with the old Facebook account and yada 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 and you know I, I fudged it off with um, I fudged it off with um, with I don't live in Holland anymore and I don't have anything to do with them and and you know that was my you know that Facebook profile was defunct and please don't judge me for what I'm now about to say. But I am going to be honest. I am going to be wholeheartedly honest. Because I think everybody deserves that of me. Everybody deserves honesty and integrity. And what I'm now about to talk about is something I've known, something I came to terms with, but something I never really talked about. And yeah. let the chips fall where they may, hey folks, let the chips fall where they may. So we can do that. Now, due to my my previous infidelity in my in my marriage, the breakdown of my marriage, and the children and everyone that was hurt by my actions because I wanted to be with Joe. And that's how we ended up where we where we kind of ended up because where you know we we you know we were we were having and we were having you know we, that's how we that's how it always ends isn't it? that's always how it always starts and ends and uh, yeah it was it was amazing it was everything oh it was fucking yeah yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I um, I didn't have a family anymore, and because of the way things were, I had made my life about Joe. I, had, I admit it. I had made my life. I had made my life about Joe, and what we were supposed to be you know I didn't want us to be one of those one of those illicit relationships that just breaks down because the trust issues and this and that and yada 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 and I trusted her I did I did that's that's, that's why we that's why we're here because of the way I trusted her because I didn't want to be that fucking I didn't want to be that statistic of relationships born of affairs that fail 
but this is a little bit deep. I I didn't have a family anymore, and I made my life about being with Joe because you know I needed to honour my commitment to the choices that I made, which was to 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 be the best I could with her for her and to build a life with her because that's that's what you do you know that's what adults do and I'm an adult and I needed to own and take responsibility but I could never make I could never uh, I could never reconcile anything with my grown-up children too difficult for me, there was too much baggage, I, the guilt was just, oh man, the guilt, the guilt, the guilt is just nuts. But in grooming sport horses, in, in grooming the, the ponies for, uh, for, for Eve Haldagas and for his son, Philippe, I became very, very, very close to and very attached to Philippe and to um, Eve's ex-wife, Ardy. Uh, Ardy is just a phenomenal woman. Ardy is a phenomenal woman. Really a fantastic mother and just you know, she kept good health. She looked after everything. She was, she was, oh, she's not the easiest person in the world. But when you know, when she says, "I love you," ich van hal, she means it with the whole of her heart. And. It was an absolute privilege and joy to be so close to that family, to watch Philippe and Benjamin growing up and grooming for Philippe, watching him going to the competitions and winning and Oscar and Dolph and riding these crazy horses around the arenas. Oh, it was just, oh, it was magic. And when we when we left, you know, Joe really wanted to come back. She was she was grooming for um, Johan van Kerpus. No, Johan Kerpus. Sorry, not not van Kerpus. J.K. J.K. Uh, Johan Kerpus for uh, Sasha Tito. And when we when we came back, I I had. It, it broke me a little bit inside because I was still very, very attached to Ardi and Philippe and the fun that we had and Omar and it was the substitute for the family that I'd lost, the family that I'd given up. And when they just accepted me, they accepted me for me, they accepted me arms wide open with absolutely 
no judgment in their mind whatsoever. Because even though Joe and I were, were born, our entire relationships were born of illicit affairs, they were born of deceit and <sighs> my friendship and the relationships that I'd built with those young boys and with Ms. Godane, they were really pure. There were no lies, there were no half-truths, there was no deceit, no malice, no, no, no nothing. And Ardy was just amazing for me to talk to. And for, for Dutch people, they helped me learn to speak Dutch better and to read and write better. And yeah. I helped with the English a little bit and it was just so nice. And when, you know, Jo was quite adamant that she wanted to come back to the UK, I was worried, you know, there was a big part of me that was actually worried that if I, if I kept saying no that she would just say well I'm going I'm going on my own if you're not coming with me and I didn't want that so I sacrificed the life that I've been building in Holland to come back to the UK you're getting some real honest takes on this and here I am been back for five and a half years You know, part of me was worried that when we came back that we'd end up being over because she didn't need me anymore. I may have been a little bit right there. But I don't want to dwell on that. I want to talk about the good things. I want to talk about the unconditional acceptance of that family to listen to me, to take me into their home, to eat fritjes and frikandel, met jopisaus, opensondag namerach. Heel accursed fiestje. Am I? The Yaringstagen. And when we came back, when we came back and I left those two boys behind, I left those two boys behind. Again, I left them behind for Joe 
she wanted to come back and I wasn't overly fussed. I was really interested. I was busy building a life in Holland. I had my had my Land Rover Discovery, I had Dutch all-terrain events, I had a nice job, I was very well liked, I was very well respected, I worked incredibly hard. I was a good looking guy. I was a good looking guy. And yeah. I felt guilty when we came back because I left those boys behind and I struggled with that fact and it hurt, it did hurt, maybe a lot more than I was ever prepared to admit but it, it did hurt, it hurt a lot. I was there when they needed me, when their family was in trouble. I was Nigel the fixer, the guy who made everything ready, the guy who sorted everything out. I was stable and secure for them and also for myself because I needed as much as they needed me. And they did need, need me at, at that moment. The family was in a little bit of bother and things weren't as they should be and I helped, helped them. I was there for them. Completely unreserved and non-judgmental. And I did for them as much as I could possibly do. And I couldn't cope, is the truth. I couldn't cope, is the truth. I couldn't cope with the way it made me feel knowing that I had let those young lads down by moving back to the UK. And I never wanted to hurt anybody. And I, I don't think I did, but I couldn't cope with being here in the UK knowing that I wanted to be there I still wanted to work at the Azra Man. I still wanted to groom for Dolph and Oscar. It's like being at a party that you didn't want to be in, you just made shitty excuses just to get away. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to leave. And I felt guilty because I did. And I left. I left Holland to come back to the UK because I was committed to Joe and I believed in making her happy. 
and I'll never forget and I've still got the Leatherman multi-tool that they bought me as my leaving gift. I held that in my hand this weekend and it tugged at my heartstrings to hold that in my hand. Knowing all of that is going before me right now. I will bear my soul. I will be honest with the world. I don't want to lie. I don't want to hide. Not anymore. These podcasts are a legacy. These podcasts are a legacy of my life. Where I was, how I was, how I got where I was. For as good as it got, for as bad as it got, this will always be my truth. I will try to be as honest as I can to tell the truth, to stand up straight with my shoulders back, try to not lie, even lies by omission are still lies. I need to heal, and I need those around me to accept me. support me and to encourage me to be the best I can for everyone. If any of my Dutch or Belgian listeners know the family Godain from Viet, pass this along. Pass this podcast, pass this podcast along to them and tell them tell them Nigel is sorry. and that maybe he should have stayed. Because he needed you just as much as you needed him. So yeah, anyway, thanks for listening folks. Speak to you in the next one. Take care. Bye bye.